Welcome to the Clear Brand Academy podcast, where we take the mystery out of marketing and help you get more leads and sales with a clear brand and proven marketing tactics. I'm your host, Alexander Toth. Today, we're going to go through one more marketing myth. This is the fourth in a short series about marketing myths. And before I jump in today, I want to give a huge thank you to Byron Sharp and his team at Oxford. Their data-driven approach to marketing is absolutely incredible. I think it is on par with Jim Collins' data-driven approach to business. To me, Jim Collins is the single greatest uh, business writer ever. His research is outstanding and his books are clear and actionable. And Byron Sharp is that same person within the marketing world. Now, if you haven't heard of Jim Collins, I'm sure that you've heard of the book, Good to Great. It's basically standard in business school uh, these days, but he has uh, five or six books in the series of Good to Great. And Byron Sharp has a similar approach within marketing, very data-driven. He's got the first book in the series is How Brands Grow. He's got How Brands Grow Part 2. He actually have a, has a university textbook for marketing. And there's also a book called Building Distinctive Brand Assets. Now, he also writes with Jenny Romaniak. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that last name right, so sorry, Jenny. Um, so giving her credit here as well. These are absolutely incredible books. And the, the final marketing myth today is, is from the data. It, it's addressed in a number of these books from Byron Sharp, and it is differentiation. And so let's talk about differentiation. These days, everybody's talking about it. Everybody wants to be differentiated. They want to be different from their competitors, and they are convinced that that is what will make them stand out, that that is what will make people choose their company. We have to be different. So just like in our other marketing myth uh, episodes here, we're going to go through what is attractive about this, what is the truth, and what can you do about it. So what is attractive about this? It gives us a very simple and easy way to enter the market, to take on market share, to grow, to compete with our competitors. If I can just be different, I can win. This is a fantastic idea. And I wish that it was true. But I think it kind of falls into the category of everybody's a unique snowflake idea. We want, we just at our core, want to be different. And I think that's part of why this is so attractive. We're starting our company to be different. We're looking around at everybody else who's done this thing and we're saying they've done a terrible job. We're going to start something and it's going to be different and it's going to be better. So it really also plays to our own desires. We This desire, not only in myself being different, but in my company, in the things that we do being different as well. And this has been greatly professed by many marketing gurus. And even in folks who I've followed or I've talked about, differentiation is huge. You have to do one thing and it has to be different from everybody else. You know, does that sound familiar? You've got to have the one thing that you're known for. Does that sound familiar? The issue here is it's not true and it's at the very least not the whole truth. 
So let's dig into, well, what is the truth here? So let's debunk this myth. To start, let me ask you, what is the difference between Apple Music and Spotify? In both of these apps, you can listen to any music that you want. Now, we could get into differences in playlists, well, but they both have playlists. Well, maybe one of them's curated better than the other. There's no, there's no data on this. I've seen a lot of folks, I think that Spotify did a better job with playlists earlier on, but Apple has caught up. Spotify is no longer the, the major player here. Apple has entirely caught up. Now, one area that you could say is a differentiator is the Dolby Atmos that Apple offers, the spatial audio, which by the way, if you have not listened to music with Dolby Atmos, probably because you're using Spotify, switch over to Apple Music and listen to it, it just at least for a week because it's amazing. Uh, Dolby Atmos is, is incredible for music. So that could be a differentiator. But it hasn't convinced all of these Spotify users to switch over to Apple Music, and it's not likely to be a differentiator for very long. Tell me this. What's the difference between Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max? Well, we could go through, or Disney Plus, we could add that in too. Well, we could go through, well, the difference is the TV series that they offer, okay? They all offer TV series. Disney Plus may be the most different here, uh, but their differentiation has not led them to win. Uh, Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, they've all got a whole slew of movies that they did not make themselves in series. They've all got a whole slew of movies and series that they did make themselves. What is really different? We could say the amount of content, but how many people are actually watching all of that content? Well, none. Uh, well, do they have anime? They all have anime. Do they have action? They all have action. Well, one of them has a show that I like. Great. The other one has a show that someone else likes. There isn't really a lot of differentiation here. Now, I could go on and on through this. What about toothpaste? They literally have the same ingredients. Toothpaste do. You might go from a fluoride to a non-fluoride. Guess what? The non-fluoride toothpaste basically have the same ingredients. Okay, what about chocolate bars? You see where I'm going with this? What research shows is the big brands are not differentiated. Customers cannot identify a meaningful difference, right? Pepsi, I think this was about 10 years ago. I'm not sure when it was. They ran an ad. It was this big com commercial uh, push that they had. All of these commercials talking about how 50% of people prefer Pepsi over Coke. Well, that means that 50% of people prefer Coke. So like, I mean, this ad didn't make sense to start with, but it's also a great example of the fact that no one could tell a difference, right? In a blind taste test, if 50% are picking one, there is no statistical significance from it being entirely random, right? If we went in and we were not choosing based on preference, we were choosing randomly, 
we would still end up with 50% liking one over the other. So there isn't a statistical significance there. So people literally can't tell the difference. Now you might, Pepsi, my, my family's way into this. So, um, you might say you would, you know, die on a hill for Pepsi or die on a hill for Coke, but the exception does not make the rule, right? And if we look at big customer bases here and we look at brands, the truth is marketing research reveals that in general, customers can't tell a difference, right? What is the difference between the iPhone and the Google Pixel and Samsung? They're all, they've all got the internet. They've all got big screens. They've all got incredible cameras. The difference is the ecosystem, maybe if you want to go that direction, right? Apple locks you into their ecosystem, right? You get a little blue text bubble when you text somebody who has an iPhone. You get a green text bubble if you're using an iPhone and texting someone without an iPhone. That's not differentiation though right? The phones are all basically the same. That's an ecosystem. That's actually an incredible marketing move on Apple's part. And this is why Google and Samsung hate it so much. It's because it makes iPhone users want all of their friends to have iPhones because they want to have the little blue text bubble. But that's not differentiation. That is an, a brilliant form of marketing and social pressure. That's what that is. But it's not differentiation, right? If you were to list off all of the, the uh, features of each of these phones and took the name off of them, no one would be able to tell the difference. So the truth, the, the, the truth about this myth is that they're actually, differentiation is not the driving factor in buying. Because when we get into the big companies, when we get into the macro world, right? Uh, this, the world of statistics and numbers. And, and let's look at everybody, not just one person, right? One person will justify all of their decisions. And so one person, if we ask them, they would never say that they can't tell the difference because they made, it's a, self, it's a self-justifying uh, prophecy, we could call it, but they made the decision and they need to feel like they made the decision based on information. And they need to feel like it was an intentional and an educated and an intelligent decision. So if we ask one person, they will always say that there was a reason for that. But if we look at the masses, we take the individual out and we say, well, what does the data say? The data is clear. People can't tell the difference and they're not buying based on that anyway. So what are they buying based on? What do we replace differentiation with? And the answer is distinctiveness. What does that mean? It means people can recognize your brand. Even if you sell the exact same thing as your competitor, if people can recognize your brand, they're more likely to buy from you. So what this means is the first and foremost, the best differentiation that you can have is a differentiation in your marketing. It's a differentiation of clarity. If you communicate clearer than your competitors, you are now distinctive. And that we could call, if we really wanted, we could call that differentiation. Now you're different. Why? Not because your product's different, but because your marketing and your clarity is different. This is the best way to differentiate yourself, 
to stand out from the crowd is with clarity. It's with distinctiveness. So where do we want this clarity and distinctiveness? Well, first we can talk about your marketing message. When people come to your website, when they look at your ads, do they know what you do? That is a great place to start. There is so much confusing messaging out there. So this is where we want to start. The next place though is looking at consistency. In your ads and your marketing, are you consistent? Because that's how you build memories, which is one of the which is the primary objective of marketing. If you can build memories, now you stand out. Now, we've talked about this the last couple episodes. Now you're taking up mental real estate. If people don't remember you, you are not in their mind at all. And if we want to take up mental real estate, just like going to a store, right? We're going to buy the things that are there. If, if we go there and let's say you want to buy milk and you've got a brand of milk that you like, but they're out of stock, guess what? You still need milk. So you're going to buy a different brand of milk, right? That's physical availability. If it's not there, you can't buy it. It's the same is true of your mind. If it's not in somebody's mind, they're not going to buy it. So clarity and consistency help to build that memory so that when they go to buy from you, you're now taking up space in the shelves of their mental store and they're thinking about you and they're going to buy from you. The next part of clarity and distinctiveness though is in your design. If you're running ads and they all have incredibly different design, you are not building memories. Each time somebody sees an ad, they're associating it with a new design, with a new company, essentially, so you're not building memories. So this is why ClearBrand, when we're approaching, um, we, we've designed products in the past, and when we approach product design, we want there to be similarity between the products, right? You look at Apple, for Apple does a, fanta- does a fantastic job of this. Their iPhone has a similar design to their MacBook, which has a similar design to the iMac, which has a similar design to the iPad, right? If you see an Apple product out in the world, you know it is an Apple product. So every single time you see an Apple product, Apple is now expanding their mental real estate in your mind. They're reinforcing these memories over and over and over. Whether you're looking at a MacBook or an iPhone or an iPad, you're building up this distinctiveness of Apple, which is, I think, I mean, first off, I think that the similarity of all their designs is beautiful. So I think that's part of it. Uh, I believe Apple is secretly a design company that happens to sell computer products. Uh, everything's just so amazingly designed. They sold, they sold an Apple book years ago and it was clearly a design book. It was basically a fashion book for Apple products, right? Amazing. So for you, all of your branding, your, your visual branding needs to align. No matter how many products you sell, there should be similarity in the product design. So Red Bull is another great example of fantastic marketing. The can shape is going to be the same, no matter what size you're getting. The, the logo is going to be the same. They'll change colors, but they're still using the same elements. Red Bull also has these incredible commercials 
where we're seeing it's the same visual style. The minute that a Red Bull commercial starts, everyone knows it's a Red Bull commercial. They've been using that same visual style for years. And they have little different stories about Red Bull giving you wings. I haven't seen a Red Bull commercial in a while because I've been avoiding commercials. You know, and that's the great thing about Netflix. You don't have to see commercials anymore. So I can't guarantee that this is exactly how it is today. But as of the last time I saw a Red Bull commercial, it was the exact same visual design with a slightly different story as the previous commercial. But it was still about Red Bull giving you wings. That is distinctiveness, right? It's recognizable. That's the question here. That's what's at stake when we're talking about standing out, which is why most folks approach differentiation. How are you going to stand out? Oh, we're going to be different. Well, what happens when everybody else is a snowflake too? Now everybody else is different. And now all of their differences make you blend in. How do you stand out when everybody else is so different? So but this distinctiveness, right? Being recognizable as you, being recognizable as your company, that is what is key here. People are seeing hundreds of ads every single day. And as far as they're concerned, they're all different. But if you're able to show up with the same message, at ClearRound, we approach it with a story. So we would even say the same story and the same design elements and the same visual brand. Now you're able to build that memory. Oh, they say, I've seen a similar ad before. The research has shown you need, people need to see something about eight times before they notice it. Well, what happens if all of your different ads look different? You're not ever adding up to number eight. They need to see the same visual branding and the same basic story eight times to get to that number eight. Now, I'm not sure if that eight is still true, but the idea is true. The needing to see something multiple times. And if everything that you do is different from everything else that you do, you will never get to that point where people feel like they've seen you multiple times. But if it's all similar, if it's consistent and it's distinctive, if it's recognizable as your company, then each time they see it adds up and it contributes to that memory. So rather than differentiation, we're going to go for distinctiveness in your messaging and in your branding. Now in the book, Building Distinctive Brand Assets, Jenny Romaniak, again, I'm pronouncing her last name wrong. Uh, she writes about how to build distinctive brand assets. So it's not only about the colors and the fonts. Those are important, but it goes beyond that, right? It goes to Red Bull having the same basic visual style of their ads and the same basic story of somebody being tired and Red Bull giving them wings. That's a, vis that's a distinctive brand asset. Geico's Gecko, that is a distinctive brand asset. I've been seeing a ton of uh, the Emu, uh, Liberty Mutual commercials. I hate these commercials. Just to be frank, Liberty Mutual, please do something different. But they are distinctive. Uh, they annoy, they annoy me like crazy. But they are distinctive, and they have built mental real estate into my mind, even though. I don't like them. 
But that's the thing about it. They use the same colors. They use the emu. They use that same phrase about customization, right? Customizing your car insurance. And I can say that because they've said it on my YouTube over and over and over and over and over. So even though I don't like it, it's worked. It's clear. Their message is the same. Their branding is the same. There's the that bright yellow in every ad. And they have the same basic story happening with customization. They've got two actually, but they still, because they've only got two, one is people talking about customization and one is the emus. Uh, but the two is still less than dozens, right? And so they're still able to build up those memories. And even though they have those two, they're still saying the same things. So that is a fantastic example of distinctiveness, of recognizability. Now, even though I don't like it, that when next time I'm choosing car insurance, am I going to call them? Probably just to see what they say. And I will be thinking about them because they built this mental real estate in my mind. And that's what you can do with that distinctiveness, with the question of, will we be recognizable? That is the key question. ClearBrand is a marketing agency. What do we do? The same thing that every other marketing agency does essentially, right? Now, internally, once you're in, it looks a little bit different, but that's going to be true of all of those marketing agencies. So what do all the marketing agency websites talk about? Well, they talk about websites, they talk about marketing, they talk about ads, they talk about getting results. And so we have to address this every day. And this is why we start every podcast with the exact same intro. That's what we're doing here is we're being recognizable. We're being distinctive. And that's what you can do. So instead of asking, how can I be different? Right? Everybody's different these days. Everybody's a snowflake. Instead, ask, how can I be recognizable? And let your clarity and your distinctiveness drive people towards you by building mental real estate. And if you want to see more about how to do this, go check out that book, uh, Building Distinctive Brand Assets by Jenny Romaniuk, R-O-M-A-N-I-U-K. We're going to link to that in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Clear Brand Academy podcast, where we take the mystery out of marketing and help you get more leads and sales with a clear brand and proven marketing tactics. If you liked this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to outsource your marketing to our team, go to clearbrand.com.